0: Okay, so we are continuing. Uh, we started, gave some hakdamas, uh to Perik Gimel, discussing the Shnei and Soim Chazakim, the two powerful intermediaries that each one of us carries with us, which are...
1: You're talking about Yer and Ahava?
0: Okay. Uran and Ahava. exactly. Right, those are... Those are things that we can literally um, power up and enhance, transform our our any avoda that we're doing.
1: You said you, you define them as the two powerful what intermediaries? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, to to enhance and elevate any avoda, any divine service that we're doing, um, and again, it's uh, it's something that we have inside of us means. Unlike other mitzvahs that a person has to, you know, I mean, um, you could do a regular mitzvah if, if it's available, or you could do an extra special one, a hiddur mitzvah, you know, if you can get to it, or if, if you can find one, you know what I mean, right? But a particular situation maybe, um, whereas the Ahava and the Yira, those are things that we have inside of us that we can increase we also discussed that Yira precedes Ahava uh, because the the way their person goes Mm -hmm. about um, getting these two mashma in the Der Hashem in the Rambam is uh, by contemplating the greatness of Hashem and the first thing that a person is going to be struck with when when doing that level of contemplation, is um, how inappropriate, how lowly I am for this encounter. And then only after that, a person realizes, okay, but nonetheless, I'm, with all that said, I'm having this encounter, I, I, I am, you know, having that relationship, and that's really awesome. And how can I make the best of this? That's Ahava, right? Um, so, first of all, to understand, it's not by coincidence that we have these two, year and Ahava, uh, we are made up of body and soul, right? Or intellect. And uh, the body, of course, is the lower part of man, the soul is the upper part, the higher part of man. So the lower part of man, that's the part that primarily, when a person is like the Ramkal says over here, is embarrassed uh, to even raise his eyes, right, how, who am I, how can I stand in front of Hashem, that, that, that feeling of busha is from the physicality, is from the body, right, right? Meaning because of my physical drives, because of my, you know, whatever it is, laziness, uh, my, my weaknesses, right, That's all comes from the body, Um and then,
1: how
0: is that related to Yira? Yira. We, so we defined last time that the Yira and the Ahava that we're talking about says the Ramchal, is not the is the true Yira and the true Ahava, as opposed to the more childish version of Yira and Ahava. Right? So childish Yira and Ahava is. Fear of, punishment. Fear of punishment and the desire for reward. Right. So the the what we're discussing here is the true era is is, is awe. It's
1: an, it's an understanding of the relationship, And
0: the understanding of the tremendous gap that exists in that relationship. That's is the, is the era. Right. So the more one. Because we're physical.
1: Yeah. Okay
0: the more one realizes the greatness of Hashem and the lowliness of oneself, right? the the physical um, drives that a person has, and a horror and the different thoughts that we think sometimes as a result of those, then a person is uh, is embarrassed and kind of shrivels up from that. Um, so that is, and that's really what it's coming to do it is coming to rectify the body, right? Because the body wants to go out and eat and drink and be merry, right? Uh, So the way that that, uh, we're supposed to try to somehow overcome that, struggle against that, live a noble life, live live an uplifted life. How am I supposed to do that? I want to do this, right? My answer is when you, when, when a person contemplates the greatness of Hashem, the, the nobility of Hashem, the perfection, etc., and then in comparison to that, and then I want to run off and you know eat this piece of meat like a like an animal, and that you know that repulsion, that that embarrassment from that feeling, right, is actually what's going to help a person to overcome the, the desires uh, and the cravings of the body. On the other hand, Ahava the, is the we said is the hislahavu, is the excitement, the passion, the desire to serve Hashem, to get closer to Hashem, and what that does is it is it empowers the soul. So on the Euro side, we're looking to weaken the body, to weaken the drives of the body, and the Ahava is going to empower the soul because it's going to say, Wow, I so much want to do this. This is so exciting. This is awesome. Right? And that's what we've been discussing, and this was Sharm as well, right? That that's how a person reaches an accused, is by replacing the, this, the physical drives and physical pleasures with an excitement for Avodos Hashem. Right? So,
1: i one, try to spell it out it, on the era side. So, it's obviously, it's not that you're onish, but, it, but it's... Uh, it, it's a it's a reportionate desecration,
0: and so you know, we, we we can read it in a second. First, first I want to give you guys an extraordinarily powerful place where we literally the halacha, to operate with the two of them simultaneously, and just such a beautiful portrait. It's like literally a picture of it, and then afterwards we can read it inside and discuss it a bit more. And that is the halacha of how a person should stand when davening to Hashem. Because when you dive to Hashem, you're in the presence of Hashem. Okay? Now, so the truth is that initially the Gemara understands it to be a machlaikas. Right? And, and in fact, not a machlaikas, but actually a stir in the psukim. Right? And in one place in the Possek, there's an understanding of a person should be should be downcast and you know, feel low and kind of shriveled up when talking to Hashem. Right? Another place, that you should be striving towards Hashem, uh, uh, going closer towards Hashem, right? And and the Gemara reconciles those two by saying it's not a contradiction. The one is talking about your eyes and the other one is talking about your heart, right? Which means your eyes are downcast, right? Even like a a little bit of a being bent over, right? Not a full bend over that, that we only do in the... in in the beginning of the first bracha, and the end of the first bracha, and the beginning of the end of modem, right? But, just a little bit of a a submissive stance, you know, hands folded in front of oneself, eyes turned downwards, like a level of being, um, you know, not worthy to raise your eyes and look up at the great king that you're speaking to. But on the other hand, the heart is yearning to go up, to go, to to yes, get closer to him. So so there's this there's this tension. Uh, Is like and, and those are literally the the expression of the yira and the ahava in Tfilah. Is it true? I think
1: we just heard recently in the morning that when you shuffle back and forth, it's supposed to be like a representation of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a person wants to get closer, and then the person
0: gets afraid and gets farther, and then yeah. again yeah. wants to get closer. So. Like a Um, flickering uh, flame, yeah.
1: (coughs) (coughs) What happens is it, like if a person is seeing a a very beautiful, scenic um, setting, like the Grand Canyon or something like that, and they're by themselves maybe, and you see this vast landscape in front of them, and they see how minuscule they are in comparison to, to everything that they can can see the awesomeness of what they see in front of them but then they so that maybe they feel like nothing but then at the same point in time it's like making such a tremendous impact on them they just feel so connected to whatever they see in front of them as well is that kind of the idea that we're talking about? Um, I hear? Yeah Okay
0: yeah, so yeah. B- 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 yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. I said Lahavdil. Maybe I yeah, said yeah, Lahavdil yeah, like five yeah. more times. But Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, Lahavdil, Elf of Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 You, you, you know, Lahavdil, separate, Elf of yeah. elef- a thousand separations. Instead elef- elef- five elef- times, a okay. thousand times. <laughs> Lahavdil, Elf of yeah. elef- dollars. Okay. Yeah, by here, right. So, that's a. The truth is, anyone that you like. Tremendous, like imagine someone that you just you know, you would say, like, Wow, like this person is just awesome, right? Like, I don't know, for, for a uh, for like a 10 year old secular boy, it might be you know, like um, one of these you know, uh, sports superstars or whatever it is, right? So, Michael Jordan is like, uh, How I I, can't. but but like, you want to, but like you can't, and like you know, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm right yeah. he's so uh, right again, you know, so that's Abdulph of havdulos. right, okay, fine, so, but the point is so there so that maybe shows us what you know the kind of a visual depiction of the year and the Ahava working together, okay, so now, as far as the actual feelings that we're talking about, let's take a look, so he says the euro the inner eurozos he. Purifies a person. Purifies what? I'm starting a little bit in the. Uh, yeah, skipping the first part. So it's metahers as a adam. When you're talking about metahers, you talking about purifying something that's currently um, um, not pure, d- dirty, um, dirty. D- d- turbid um, you know uh, opaque right something that that uh, which is the body that's how we described if you remember back in uh, the first halak when he described it a person made up of body and soul so he said that the body which is um it's like a made up like a, it's it's opaque it's coarse it's it's that that that's so. That means pure. That means tahara. That means purification. The soul is zah It's transparent. It's radiant. It's it's uh, um, refined, right? So here, so we're talking about being metahir, We're talking about being metahir The goof mechoshech right? Like we said. alav hashchina, and this causes. For the divine presence to be upon a person, right? Because that is really, the, like we said, the, you see that the yira is it brings Hashem here. Without that, you don't have a You don't have a divine presence with you. but it goes straight for the ahava, Hashem is not here. If you're not in awe, means Hashem is not here
1: brought down by
0: the by the year uh, by the year by, by, by the acknowledgement of the gap that we were talking yeah, but, yeah. By, but, the, by, by, the, by the experience uh, of the gap right. not just acknowledgement, but the experience of it yeah and <laughs> in accordance with the level that a person has yira, so too there will be more of a transformation with me and a greater presence um, a feeling of presence of, of Hashem Umi shemagia little 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 yore zos tammit, Someone who can live in this state of yira uh, well. tishchina shora alav talmid. That's an unbelievable thing that a person could live like that, a life like that. But, even but there was a nimzah b'shelamus b'moshia rabinal ashalom shalmar alav yira legabi moshe milsa it was. Uh, the awe of heaven for Moshe was a small matter and now the the Gemara is very difficult to understand the Gemara says that Tarshim's Apostol that that Moshe Rabbein says to Kala Yisrael Vatai Yisrael Ma Hashem Shoel Mimcha what does Hashem ask from you? already kiim liyiroso. Just to, just, to, just um, to fear, just just means it's a small thing. So Gemara says, just what the years milso is it a small matter? Such a hard thing. So Gemara says, yeah, in for Moshe Rabbeinu is a small matter. Now the obvious question is, okay, <laughs> it's very nice, but the Moshe Rabbeinu is not writing the Torah for himself; he's writing the Torah for us. So. If really Yura is a very great thing, is a very difficult thing, it's a tremendous accomplishment, so why tell it to us, as, it's all Hashem asking you, it's just this little thing. So the morale in the silver Yura explains that with other things, a person has to, let's say, to become a chacham, to become a wise man. You have to learn a lot. You have to, you, you actually have something. I have accumulated wisdom, let's say, theoretically, right, or something else to become a kind person. You're changing, You're, you're not changing anything. You're just taking the beer goggles off. Right? We walk around with, you know, your beer goggles are. You guys wouldn't know, but Philip knows. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it means we're all walking out drunk. We're crazy, right? how do you how you manage to you know get undressed? right How, how are you not in awe? right? So Moshe Rabbeinu was aware of the reality as it is. There's nothing that's not an accomplishment. Wow, I'm actually just aware of the reality as it is. Yeah, more right? experience. that's true but he's telling us yes, into this tiny little thing it's a nothing why? because all it is is just a recognition of the of the reality as it is we just don't want to do it but it's right here yeah uh, Yira by the way we're learning here is not an accomplishment of anything if you just have Europe and then you stop you didn't accomplish much. Yira is... You're in the presence of Hashem. Now do something. Now learn Torah. Now do the mitzvah. Now uh, daven. You yeah, know I mean? Yira is... It summons Hashem here. Now you're in the presence of the Divine. Okay? Now what? Do something. Do something. Right? And it says the Ramchal in Das Tvunus. It's so Meduik in the Ramchal in Das He comes... To explain a very difficult in okay. and No, all the unfortunate are breaking their heads on this Gemorrah is The, the Gemara says, uh, a kap of Someone who benefits from the exertion of his of his hands mm-hmm. is greater than, than someone who is a yirushemaim. So all the unfortunate understand that what it means is that someone who works for a living, he earns his own money. And he doesn't have to, uh, you know, ask for charity or whatever it is. He is greater than Yerushalayim. You say, like, that's crazy. It like, can't be a Yerushalayim, such a high level, you know, such an you know, awesome you know, thing. Like so, Kyle explains, who's a, an enemy of like A person who comes to the next world, having I mean, earned his relationship with Hashem. Like, that's what all of life is about. Like that. Is that ultimately, next world, you should be an enemy of You should benefit from your own work, as opposed to just receiving from Hashem. He's greater than Yerusha Maim. just recognizes that and doesn't do anything about it. She says, Hashem, you're in charge. You're the boss. You're the big guy. I'm the little guy. I can't do anything. I'm just going to stand here in awe and all trepidation from you and not do anything. You take care of it. You take care, you take care of it. You care. You care. You're a big guy. And, and the answer is, Hashem will take care of it. Hashem will actually take care of it for you. And this world, Yerusha Mime also has, says the Gemara. <laughs> but the difference is that the Nenemi Yekapa also has the next world. Shemaim doesn't. Why not? What, he's a tzaddik, what are you talking about? Okay, good, nice. he says, he's going he's to have a, a but he didn't build anything for himself. He just kept recognizing Hashem is in charge. If Hashem wanted you to recognize Hashem in charge. He didn't have to put you down here. Put you here, you should do something. Recognize Hashem is in charge and then transition over to the Ahava and a desire to serve him and to do something for him. That's the name of Yerushalayim, that's the next level.
1: That alone should be an accomplishment.
0: Right? It is an accomplishment. We're saying it's a higher accomplishment than the mekikap. So that's why he has a better next world than the yira because the yira didn't uh, didn't uh, take that yira and then go serve Hashem with it. So is like is like a vessel. It's it's you know a vessel. It's, you don't have anything inside of it. It's not not that useful, right? A vessel is good if you have a lot of wine in there or a lot of a lot of uh, delicious fruit or something like mm-hmm. that, right, speaking of which there's some pears over there, you can help yourselves, right, just make sure to wash it. Um, so, so, so Yira is great because it puts Hashem front and center. It is our Hashim here, right, now do something with it, and that's the Ava, that's the next step. Okay? Um, is it yeah, I don't know if this is a basic we question may, or not, or
1: not relevant. Where does it come from?
0: Who, who is that? Like the who?
1: the yura and Ahava? Like, meaning, does it come from the Shama? Does it come from the Seichel? Does it? Where is it being? Where does it come from? That we once we got it. Okay, now let me bring it out and have work on my body does it matter or is that just I'm not following the question again so a
0: w- person sits down yeah. begins to contemplate right. the greatness of Hashem and his own lowliness compared to that we, by the way Grand Canyon is a very good place to do that <laughs> right um, forest uh, sure
1: that's what they did I thought yeah. who's they the uh, breast lovers take over the forest the right. breast lovers
0: still do right yeah um but uh, but we see the hazal right? The person sees great mountains, he sees an uh, ocean, he sees, the person sees you know, Grand Canyon, make a bracha, right? And that's, you recognize the awesomeness of Hashem's hands, right? Okay, so...
1: Um,
0: so, once a person has that encounter, has that recognition of how great Hashem is, of how awesome he is, of how small I am in comparison, and I'm overcome by that. that okay. Now you're in the presence of Hashem. That's Yira. Good. Now, next next level is the Ahava. Okay. All right. So and and uh, okay. So we discussed the Ahava is the Hislach, the passion, the desire to want to do, and that empowers the soul to be able to do more. Okay, that gives a person energy. All right. Um, That is what we wanted to say over here, Peric Gibbon. Peric Dalit. Here we go. We're getting into actual mitzvahs now. The mitzvahs, Miceus, mitzvahs that we do. uh, And the first of them is Kriyashma. So, uh, Kriyashma, the Ramchal tells us, is comprised of two parts. The recognition of the oneness of Hashem and the acceptance of His rulership over us. Okay, so first we're going to talk about the oneness of Hashem. So the oneness the oneness of Hashem has two parts. Uh, one is His uh, <clears throat> absolute oneness of existence, um, which is actually pretty extreme if you think about it. Uh, he he discusses it in the very 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 beginning of the Sefer Hayluk Aleph, Perik Aleph, Os Aleph, yeah, and that is. Uh, the Hashem is the Nimtsekayam. Hashem is absolute existence. And that means that everything else, says right there, right, he says that Hashem is Rishon uh, Kadmon He he's the first, he's primordial, he's unchanging. And he created and maintains everything that exists. And if you understand what that means, Actually, God does a pretty good job of explaining it over here, right here, uh, by us, in this parak. Is that there is no other existence except for the existence of Hashem. He is existence. All other existence is in one way or another an extension from it. It's like, because Hashem wills the thing to exist, so it stands on His will. It's like Hashem is propping it up if you were to remove his hand everything were to would we just fall into nothingness right so the what makes something exist Where, where's the you know where's the underpinning what makes it that there should be something else only the will of hashem which means the the existence of hashem is such i'm using language of the rambam and more in the Ruhim, the existence of hashem is such that it suffices for his own existence but actually, to be the source of the existence of everything else. That's what means the oneness of Hashem. Hashem is one means He's the only one. He's the only one that exists. There is nothing else that exists. But
1: that's not a denial of our separate existence.
0: Our existence. Is Our
1: existence
0: is dependent, but separate. Dependent, but separate. Middlemen. Well said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dependent means to say we only exist because He wants us to exist. <laughs> but but uh, we are nephrodim, we are not Hashem. That's a very important point. Right, right. That's what I was trying right. to mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but there was, there was a few Jews that made a mistake about that a couple thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's also when we say, when we have the of say Shema... We declare Hashem as being one. We're saying He is the only thing that exists. Okay. Now you're gonna notice there's gonna be a number of different things that we're gonna be mechavan, and we're gonna discuss. Please, if I forget, please remind me to discuss. How is a person supposed to remember and be mechavan and all these things within just that one word, Echad? It's all supposed to fit into into that one word. Very True. It's true, you'll explain it to me afterwards how to make a long dollar <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. out of a concept,
0: okay. what? Out of a out of a concept well, so for the Yemenites it's easy, but for uh, okay. the Ashkenazim it's much more challenging the, the, the ok, we'll talk about it um, but uh, so that's one, the oneness of Hashem as far as his existence goes uh, the next one is the oneness of Hashem as far as power goes as far as power, ability was called, sh- what the Ramchal is going to refer to later in this oath, as the Shlita, as Dominion. So we think, wait a second, there's all sorts of entities in the world that have power, right? Look, I have power in my arm over here, right? The sun has power, There's you know, they can calculate how much fuel the sun has, and if it burns at this rate... Here's how long it's gonna it's gonna last, right? And, the, you, the, you know, uh, so the, um, different things appear to have power, right? So the when we say Hashem is one, what we're saying is that Hashem the, the recognition that all that power is never turned over to anyone; it's always being given to everyone and everything at every moment means. Instead of viewing it as, you know, Hashem charged up the batteries of the sun, and now it's got certain amount of power, right? And he charged up the batteries of this person, right? Instead, we should view it as, like, wires, you know, from a power plant coming to every house.
1: flowing. I mean,
0: Sure. Okay, so, so the point is that if the power is ever cut back at the power plant, boom, right? Then, then immediately loss of power, right? So, so a- anything that has any power as it's doing something, it's acting, it's always really being powered by Hashem. Which means it is the will of Hashem that this thing should happen. Right. is, is only, and that's where the power comes from to be able to do anything Okay, that, so that's the second uni- oneness of Hashem the oneness in power which is different than the oneness in existence this is one thing. our power is for anything to do anything any, any, any action that's two um, now the next one is, says the Ramchal, when you take a deeper look, those two, anybody should be able to understand. You, you Think about it, you got it, right? The next one, we wouldn't know if the Torah didn't tell us. And this is something that, um, me, what I mean by the first two is, even without the Torah, seemingly, if a person just understood, there's, there's one, you, you trace it back, got to be a source, that source is one, so that, you, know, you can figure out uh, potentially, a lot of these things. Yeah, but this next one, she says, "Omek Omek means the depth. That means you're not going to be able to get to it very easily, right? It's, it's the Omek So the Omek is we're going to get into the discussion of Ra, evil. Okay. So evil appears to be a a contradiction. To The oneness of God, in fact, to the morale in Nessah Hisril, Per Gimel says that that is the entire source of idol worship is in this you know, the, the, the most basic idol worship, they got much more sophisticated over the years, but the most basic one is. Um, What is it called? Um, we believe in two gods. <laughs> Zoroastrians is, is a. Uh, th- those are people that that th- they do believe in two gods, but two gods is just. I guess it would be polytheism is multiple, so this would be like polytheism, right? Just uh, the belief in, in two in two gods, right? Now, once you believe in two, you may, uh, that then just fractures more and more and more until you know, like the Hindus who have an entire uh, what is it called pantheon or whatever, right? Um, uh, of gods with a small G, but uh, but on the most basic level, is daitism is you know the yin yang, black white, you know uh, good and bad male female whatever you know everything can be divided. That's what the, the whole you know the whole Chinese yin and yang is based on that, right? And the reason is because it appears that there's another. But there's another rushos, There's another domain, right? Otherwise, where is evil coming from, right? So evil appears to be a contradiction to the uh, to the oneness of Hashem. Is, is that the same, same type of? Thing? Union of us existing with Hashem existing at the same time—is that the same concept? What do you mean, us existing? Because we, we right, us existing while well, He is everything.
1: We're trying to now equate for the fact of why could there be something that seemingly is outside of?
0: Well, us existing and Hashem being uh, one—the you know, the, the source of all existence—is not a contradiction. Why is that a contradiction?
1: Because if he is everything, and I can't say that I am God, no. so, that so I... But again,
0: me. no, because it's his will. It's You exist because it's his will that you should exist. Well, where is that? But if his will it then you wouldn't exist. So then really, <coughs> the only true existence is, is his existence. But there's this more superficial existence, which is your existence. Okay, but it's not in conflict. Whereas evil appears to take the world, now we're talking in Hanhagah, we're not talking in existence, right? We're not talking in existence, we're talking in Hanhagah, guidance. Where is the world going? So Hashem wants the world to go to a good place, right? make Bessamikdash, mitzvahs, good, being good to one another, loving your fellows, you love yourself, peace, tranquility, all the good stuff, right? And then, you got Hitler on the scene, right? And that, that seems to be taking the world in a totally opposite direction. So now, uh, this, this contradicts the oneness of Hashem, not the oneness of Hashem existence. Hashem could exist, and he could want that this, that this thing should exist. Because we haven't said anything about uh, any goal-oriented, uh, we haven't yet spoken about Hashem being goal-oriented, right? Hashem could be the source of all power, and He's powering this thing. Okay? But now we're talking about... Right. Hashem is already goal-oriented as far as the He wants to do good to us. And yet, here's... Opposite things are happening. Bad things are happening to me. How come should a bad thing happen? Doesn't Hashem run the world? Oh! Okay, Jeff has all the answers. Okay, because we did learn... We did learn in Chelik Aleph and Perik Beis, right, that uh, that Hashem made it a little bit more difficult than that, right? He did give us free will, uh, so that we should earn our portion um, next world. Okay. Um, nonetheless, there still could be many different situ- situations, scenarios where okay, I'm trying to use my free will, but but. Uh, you know, it's very difficult to use your free will when you got, you know, the the Nazis, you know, attacking, right? I'm trying to use my free will, and they're not letting me. Right? So that makes it very difficult. So it appears that Ra is like this independent power out there which is going against the, the Hashem's plan for the world. That's what it appears. Right? So the, uh, obviously and this is a very big point of Amuna. anyone that's looking for Amuna, worthwhile to read this paragraph um, over and over um, that's um, Ome, Ome Ka'inyin uh, Ome, who, you see that? That's pretty, uh, pretty much, pretty much. yeah, still no Osalaf, Osalaf is a long one sort
1: of what? Yeah.
0: So um, the truth is, he already spoke about it towards the end of Old Base. We spoke about it back there, and it's, it's not a it's not a contradiction because here he's about to tell us what we're doing when we're saying Kriyashma. So he's going to, have to draw on some of the concepts that he's already introduced us to now he's just saying you know that concept back there right, that we spoke about which is called we spoke about it back then called Han uh, Hagos HaYichud if anybody remembers the, where, where Hashem runs the world um, you know absolutely without any deviations there's, there's, no, there's no like um, um, where Hashem's plan would get thwarted Right or or you know, a, a mess up happening and uh, you know, things not going the right way. Uh, so even though seemingly Hashem turned things over to us, which is called Hanhagas but nonetheless um, the, the Hashem is really behind the scenes, always running the world, always driving the world exactly where uh, where He wants it to go. Which is called Hanhagas uh, Ayichu. That's what we spoke about back in towards the end of Chalik Beis. Um, so that's what he talks about over here. That uh, you know, kind of the the the, the bottom line again. I don't want to rehash the entire thing. We we did go through it. But the bottom line is, he says that uh, it's all with a plan. It's all with a purpose. It's all to help us get to that ultimate destination, we all have a role to fill in life, and for that, to fill that role, there is, there is a need for a multitude of different situations, some of which are trying, some of which are challenging, some of which are difficult, so, uh, and even if it seems, but no, this wasn't meant to happen, you know, if not for those Jews that did those evayers, the base of would have never been destroyed, would have never been exiled, it would have been better, and says, no, it wouldn't have been better. This, Hashem, this is how it was meant to be he's looking back on it now not, not when we are back then you don't know what Hashem wants back then but once something is already played out if it went this way it means that this is how Hashem wanted it to go for, for, the, for the ultimate good exactly for the ultimate good um, and he says over here towards the end of this big paragraph and in the end, means in it will become clear to us, yeah. uh, everything happened, I did this happened to go this way, and this happened to go this way, and this went that way, and see, all seemed wrong, but in the end, you're going to see, how all those things, happened exactly the way, they were meant to happen, they had to go this way, they had to happen this way, for you to reach, your perfection to, for you to reach your purpose in life each one of yeah? us
1: um,
0: we can't have that in the full sense of the word but um Dov-de-Mugg does say
1: um,
0: um, no that uh, I've grown old. I'm blanking on the exact Hebrew, so I'll say it in English. I've grown old, and I've and I've watched, and and I never saw the children of a righteous man begging for bread. Zakanti gam Oh, thank you. Nari, that's the word. Nar gam I used to be. I've been a young man, and now I've aged al <repeated> 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 So uh, and I have not seen uh, a, per, uh, a tzaddik who's been abandoned. his children are begging for bread. So two interesting points in there, right? Number one, David says, David says "I used to be, I've been a young man, and I have aged." Means he's saying I saw things back then when I was a young man and I didn't understand them back then I said why is this happening right but I've married it to live a long time now I'm old yeah and now I'm looking at it and back then I thought that the tzaddik was being abandoned right but I look now his children do not have to go around begging for bread. means in the end Hashem whatever that challenge was Hashem worked it out he wasn't abandoned for good yeah and Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky used to say that he loves being old. Because being old, with every year that you kind of get farther and farther away from events, you get more perspective, and the more and more questions that he had as a young man, of Nar uh, Haisi, get answered, now that Gamze Now, Ultimately, all answer questions are only going to be answered all But, But even here, you give something a good... You know, seventy year run, often a lot of the questions are going to get answered. Right? Give something uh, you know, to the end, uh, the whole thing plays out, all the questions are going to be answered. Okay, so that gets us to the Umima Shenichl Ode. That's going to be talking about next, a related point next week versus Sashem.